Hey, the crazy ones, the misfits, rebels, troublemakers, round packs and square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can do is ignore them, because they change things, they push the human race forward. And while some may see them as a crazy ones, we see genius. Welcome to the Three Show, hosted by Samandar Shanov. Please briefly introduce yourself to our audience, and then we move on. Yeah, thanks, Amandar. Uh, yeah, my name is Adrian Stern. I'm the co-founder and CEO of uh, Reveal, and we are automating paperwork for content creators. Wow. Like, what you do is crystal clear, and why you do what you do. So yeah. we, need to, we need to go all the way back to, um, to when I was uh, 18, and I used mm-hmm. to uh, play in a Swiss reggae band. By the way, I love the personal stories. I love this one. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, continue. So okay. I was I went I was in this reggae band. I used to play the guitar. And by the time I had to go to, to college, I decided I would study business and, and manage the band. And so I did that. And we had a great run. We toured all around Europe and we produced some of the biggest uh, Jamaican and British uh, reggae artists. Um, and so I found myself in a position where I needed to manage a lot of the business and administrative tasks around creating content, not just music, but also, you know, videos. We were doing music videos. Um, And so I realized how, uh, what a huge nightmare all this administrative and paperwork um, was for, for creators. And, um, and that was the first time where I was like, okay, well, there's, you know, there's something to be done here. Um, my job at the time was to, to manage my band and my label. So I didn't have time to build a business around it. But, you know, fast forward a couple of years, um, I partnered with, with my co-founder, Walid, who's a high school buddy and who uh, is, is the developer and, the, you know, sort of the tech head of the team. Uh, and we decided to build a platform that I should have had, you know, back in the day. Um, so, mm-hmm. so our, our vision and our goal is really to make it easy for content creators to be able to manage their business in a professional way. Because what we've realized is that releasing content in, in a way that is, uh, that is uh, commercially sound and business sound, if you will, um, making sure that you've got all the copyright handled, uh, that you've got the right contracts with collaborators, that you're paying them properly, that you're collecting all the right metadata and credits uh, around around your collaborators, et cetera. Um, it's it's very time consuming and uh, and very obscure to a lot of creators. And so we're building a platform that makes all of those tasks really easy, so that creators can focus on what they you know truly love, which is creating, right, and not the yeah. business and and paperwork sort of. Uh, aspect of it exactly since it's the what's their core uh like uh, uh you're basically allowing them to focus on their creative part of their uh job exactly. creative process 
and get rid of the the headaches of the paperwork or boring tasks, let's say, right? That, that's exactly it. I mean, look, no one really truly loves, or I should say very few people truly love dealing with paperwork and administrative tasks, right? I mean, even, yeah. you know, even me, like doing my taxes is never fun, right? <laughs> or, or stuff like yeah. that. But when you ask a creator, they like they are so far out of the norm in terms of that their minds are you know are geared and they live for for spending time in the studio or or you know or acting or whatever their their medium and their art is but um but dealing with the with the business side of things and with these uh um you know administrative tasks is is a real headache for them um and it takes it takes a lot of energy as well which can really hinder their creativity so, so we're really on a mission to allow them to to do what they love and what they you know chose to do, which is is create uh, awesome content. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to focus on what you did the best, right? And exactly. at the same time, you talked about this uh, that uh, the, why they, it's hard for them. It's because of this uh, in a psychology so called identity shift. It re- like it requires you have to switch between two different identities exactly. where you have to be in creator mode or you have to be in a manager mode. Yep. Like, uh, like switching between this uh, is uh, quite uh, energy consuming. It's hard. It's not uh, for yep. everyone. And basically you're telling them, hey, look at this. You don't have to switch between from two different identities. Remain as a creator. Remain as a creative person. That is and, exactly uh, it. Yeah. yeah, that is exactly it. And you know what? One thing that is interesting though is that um, you know, we've been we've been working now with with some creators, but also with some of their team, right? Folks on their team, their managers, uh, maybe even their lawyers. Um, and what we're realizing is that even some of the you know really well established managers in the music industry, for instance, still have areas in which they're not super comfortable or around which they have questions or still are spending a lot of time chasing, uh, you know, other collaborators to get their information. So even for the people who really know the industry and, and, you know, have been in it and and work on the business side of it, um, there is still value in having a platform that can automate these tasks uh, so that they can focus on not necessarily the paperwork, but you know, growing uh, the business and and finding new gigs or whatever it is. Um, so, so you're absolutely right. For the small independent creator, we're allowing them to not have that that shift of mindset between creating and uh, and you know and administrative slash business work. But then for mm-hmm. for the professionals in the industry, we're allowing them to save time on the gruesome admin tasks so that they can focus on growing the business as well. So there are really advantages no matter where on the, you know, sort of professional ladder you situate yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned uh, with businesses, uh, even for example, I am the manager. Uh, for me, like uh, the business uh, person, like if I'm business person who's mm-hmm. helping the creator, for example, uh, even though uh, still 
I have to do some strategi- strategically important things, right? Not Absolutely. operational things. Like, because operational things take uh, lots of time and energy and mm-hmm. they are repetitive routines that will not necessarily make your business grow, right? As That's you mentioned. exactly it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, um, I, was, I was watching um, a comment um, by uh, Jack Conte, the, the CEO of Patreon. And, you know, he was talking about the growth of the creator economy and sort of the flywheel that's, that's falling into place. And, and one of the elements of the flywheel is this, I think he puts it as the, the legoizing the, the business side of the creator's, uh, you know, um, business, right? Um, and, mm. and we've seen that in, let's say, in the startup world or in the small business world, right? In the past, uh, you know, two decades, there have been more and more businesses that offer, um, you know, solutions to take care of the business side of it, right? It could be AWS for, you know, servers, et cetera. It could be Salesforce for your CRM or Zendesk for, for uh, customer support, Gusto for payroll, whatever it is. Like you've got all these sort of building blocks as a startup or as a small business that you can leverage in order to make sure that you can focus on, you know, landing new customers and and growing your business and your vision, et cetera. Um, Well, what's happening in the creator economy is the same thing right now. And Reveal is very much a part of that in that we are building solutions to automate the business of these creators so that they can focus on creating or growing their business uh, and and being better creators. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Basically, uh, creating the business is also a creative job. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, if you if if you want to get to the next level, uh, you always have to make a major strategically important decisions. And in order to be able to do that, you need a spare time. You need a free time. You need the time to think, right? Yes. And if you if you uh, buried inside of the papers, and if you got uh, if you got the busy work, right, the busy work, mm-hmm. uh, then uh, you'd end up uh, just uh, lying to yourself that you are doing something important, but actually you are just doing some repetitive tasks, administrative tasks that not necessarily make the, I mean, dramatic effect on your business. So. Yeah, it, 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 this is true. Although I do want to bring some nuance because you know when when you're a creator, these administrative tasks are crucial to yeah, is it your, crucial yeah. to your survival, right? And and to the survival mm-hmm. of the business, right? So you know, mm-hmm. just to give you an example of how complex uh, it is, for instance, in the music industry, um, you know, a song goes from a creator to a distributor to a platform like Spotify, let's say a DSP, right? And then is listened to by the fans. So that's a a flow that's pretty easy. But the way the royalties flow back to the creators, they have at least four different types of paths based on the different types of copyright. And and each of these paths uses different identifiers and different metadata to make sure that the right parties are identified and paid. And so the complexity of the back end of you know, the music industry, to use that example, is, is huge. And for creators to have to spend time on making sure that all the right metadata and 
identifiers for everyone involved in the song um, are there when the song is released is, is a huge job. I mean, major record labels have humongous teams that are just focused on making sure that the metadata is correct, right? I was speaking to someone at one of the big three major record labels, and they told me that anywhere from 15 to 20% of their human resources were spending time on, uh, on metadata and making sure that collecting that metadata, making sure it's correct, and making sure it goes down the, the supply chain. So, you know, for, for an artist that doesn't have those types of resources, um, that's a huge amount of time that they need to spend to, to do that. Um, and so it is very time consuming. It's very important because if you don't do it, you don't receive your royalties and you don't get paid for your work. Um, but at the same time, you're absolutely right. It's not work that is actually growing your business, right? And making you create more content or making you reach out to more fans. And so a lot of artists, um, you know, sometimes tend to, to leave that uh, undone or don't do it well and then are frustrated that they're not getting paid for their work. So it's a true, it's a true uh, conundrum for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to bring this metaphor of a bicycle where you are running the bicycle, riding the bicycle, and um, the uh, you have the steering wheel, and uh, you put you basically you're putting the the motor, the engine on the bicycle, so that I don't have to put extra work to ride the bike. Instead, I will focus on the uh, on the steering wheel, so I, I can manage the direction where I have to where I want to turn left or turn right. So yeah. so I have to make decisions basically, right? Yeah. And so and uh, like a strategically important decision, like uh, where to turn, right? And yeah. uh, and so that uh, and you basically allowing me not to spend my energy on the running the operational side of the mm-hmm. bike, basically. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely. You're right in the sense that we are automating some of the mm. fundamental operations of mm. of being a creator, right? Um, and we are really focusing with Reveal on the you know these business administrative interactions that happen between creators during that creative process, right? So our our goal is to make sure that by the time you know a song is complete or a video is complete and is ready to be distributed all the boxes have been checked and ticked if you will so that they can commercialize that um you know that asset uh in a professional way mm-hmm. yeah yeah got it so uh i think this uh tech like as the technology evolving uh we can uh automate more and more things and uh, as as I understand, since you are in this field, uh, like you already have this experience, uh, your personal experience, and and uh, if you are able to solve this problem manually uh, using your mouse, I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh, using the by clicking the extra buttons, if you're able to do that, uh, it means you can. Uh, it's something that you can automate. So, and you're automating the right thing. So uh, while the someone with, let's say, just technical background without understanding the market and problem. Mm -hmm. uh, So if it comes 
uh, along and tries to automate something, uh, he will automate basically the wrong things. So yep. uh, in your case, you know what to automate basically. So, and I am, uh, I don't want to uh, question that. So, because yep. I believe that you are automating the right things. Mm-hmm. So that's why my uh, question not be about this technology, but how do you think what's not going to change in the next 10 years in terms of the consumer needs? So, uh, because according to Jeff Bezos, the best strategy is to focus on the things that don't change since uh, it helps you to create a long-term value and ensure stability. Mm-hmm. So, how yeah, do you think that, about this? That, that's an interesting um it's an interesting question. Um, you know, I think in terms of of the creators and you know our our users, what is not going to change is the fact that their primary focus will always be on creating content, and their <laughs> their um, you know their desire will always be around how can I make sure that I have as much time as I can to to create content um, so that I can better engage with my fans, right? Um, that That's going to be constant. And so I think the businesses that will succeed uh, in the creator economy are the businesses that are, don't try to be um, in the you know, in the forefront of, of, a, of a creator's, uh, you know, sort of day-to-day, um, especially if you're automating, you know, sort of administrative tasks like us. And so we very much take an approach that if creators are coming back to us regularly, but for a very short amount of time, then we're doing our job well. Because what we're really looking to do is make sure that they have more time for what they love, right? We're not trying to build a platform where they're engaged. We want to we want to make it as easy as possible for them to have to do the bare minimum to make sure that they'll be paid for the content they're creating. Um, so, so you know, around the psychology of creators, I, you know, those are things that I don't think will change. Then, from a from a sort of supply chain or value chain um, aspect, you know, there are always going to be um, some intermediaries. I think that will always happen. It's, it seems very unlikely that every creator could build their own Patreon type of platform, for instance, or their own Spotify. So we'll always have these, you know, big uh, platforms connecting fans and creators, but there are going to be fewer intermediaries for sure. Um, and we're definitely seeing that in in, in the music industry. Um, and and I think that's uh, you know that's a trend that's interesting because obviously the closer the connection between uh, creator and fan, uh, the more money can actually flow back to creators. So that's something we're excited about. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, you're right in terms of that, uh, the consume, like the people remain uh, uh, like their 
uh, relationship with uh, repetitive, boring tasks, paperwork, their relationship to this will not change, right? Basically, so they it will stay exactly. as boring as it is, basically, For right? Sure. So and uh, and also the area of like legal, um, uh, like legal aspect of mm-hmm. uh, running the businesses will not change because it's didn't change. I haven't uh, for long years, right? It's, uh, yes, and it's uh, so. you know it's ingrained into into the laws of the different countries, mm-hmm. right? You know we're talking about copyright, we're talking about um, you know legal uh, you know agreements and collaboration agreements between collaborators, and and these are types of agreements that have been used you know for decades and decades. Um, so those things are not going to change. What will change is that. We are obviously in a in a more you know forever more global world, and so um, you know when it comes to making sure that information is passed uh, through the supply chain internationally and globally, that that is absolutely changing, and that's a necessity. Um, but in terms of of the you know of the construct of copyright and those types of things. Um, I, I think that's uh, going to remain for a long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, everything that's uh, about customers are so exciting is uh, for me, for example, when uh, I, I like this uh, glass, uh, sunglasses <laughs> to look from this sunglass, which is uh, looking at your product or service as a human or professional and uh, where you can hire or fire the, the product. So how do you think, uh, uh, what, like, what are people hiring your product to do? Yeah. Um, so people right now are really hiring Reveal to uh, automate the, the capture of all the metadata and the creator credits. And what we mean by that is making sure that everyone that contributes on the creation of, you know, a song or a video, whatever it is, is, uh, is referenced and credited properly. Um, and that's really important because based on your role, you're going to be receiving some types of royalties and to receive some types of royalties, you need to make sure that the right identifiers are in place for each collaborator. So, so it's collecting all of that collaborator information as well as facilitating the agreements between them, for instance, around, you know, let's say you and I write a song together. How are we going to share it? Uh, do you take 50% and I take 50%? Um, and let's say we do that for the publishing, but then I'm the main singer and you're just the producer. So I take 80% and you take 20% on the master. So it's these types of agreements and building structure around that. Uh, and so, you know, our platform really helps them do that in a much more efficient uh, way and make sure that by the time they're ready to release the song, all of that administrative uh, work is already done and they, um, and they can just you know, send the song down the value chain and make sure that uh, that, that information will follow suit. Uh, so that's really why they're hiring us today. Mm. So basically, uh, Reveal will be their personal sort of a secretary and a lawyer <laughs> or also... Uh, someone uh, who helps with payments, right? Uh, with transactions, yeah. right? So you know the way the way I talk about it to specifically to people in in the music uh, industry because that is where we we started and where we have most of our uh, 
current users um, is if you want to commercialize a song properly, you need a whole team of professionals around you. You need a manager, a lawyer, um, you know, a publisher, a label representative. There's a, a type of person called an A&R. I won't go into the details of, of the music industry, but you know, you need mm. all these people who do very specific tasks, right? From negotiating and executing like production terms to drafting legal agreements to collecting all mm. the all the data, data and metadata to managing the the recordings and the assets, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so we basically bundle all that into a platform. So we make it super accessible for any artist, even if you're not signed with a major record label, or if you are signed with an indie label, or if you're independent, doesn't matter, to have that type of infrastructure and make sure that they're doing all of these tasks uh, properly so that they uh, can release music uh, with the uh, a high level of peace of mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and another thing is that you mentioned it, uh, regarding um, the professionals who uh, the, does all these duties, all these yeah. uh, op- operational things. And here, um, when when you know when you know that you are replacing some of their functions, mm-hmm. then it means you are actually working on something valuable. Like, let me paraphrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when you take any existing, uh, like a profession, and you don't, you cannot, for example, replace lawyers 100%. You cannot yeah. uh, make them out of the job 100%. It's impossible. Really? But you can automate certain things and uh, remove the role of the lawyer from the equation mm-hmm. at certain things. I mean, yeah. um, so, and if you're able to do that, it means you created something really valuable. Now yeah. you're reducing the human factor mm-hmm. from the from someone's business. Yes, yes, and you're absolutely right. And and what's really interesting is that although you know we are replacing. Um, some of those functions that, you know, these different types of roles do, right? Um, mm-hmm. Let's take a manager. We are replacing some of the functions that a manager does. We're still seeing that managers find it really useful to use Reveal because it allows them, again, to focus on more strategic tasks, right? Um, because you're right, we're not, you know, we're not making uh a hundred percent of what a manager does obsolete, right? We're focusing mm-hmm. on really the administrative side of things. And when they spend time on that, they can't spend time on, uh, you know, booking a new tour or, you know, signing a new deal with, uh, with a sponsor, whatever it is to grow the business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So you're making the life of these people easier. <laughs> As well, exactly. So awesome. Uh, who do you think? Uh, who do you think is your early adopter? I mean, uh, even though I see there's a clear value uh, th- th- uh, that you offer, uh, but there's certain mm-hmm. people are eager to try new things, and yeah. those type of people you need uh, Im- uh, like uh, initially. And so, do you have access to them? And have you identified their k- key characteristics? Characteristics. Uh, sorry. Yeah, characteristics. Uh, yeah, and life's yeah. their lifestyle. So basically, yeah, you know what's been really interesting uh, is that we've noticed that um, that these these early adopters um, 
really span through a variety of, of sort of types of folks and level of professionalism. And let me explain. Um, in our in our you know early adopter group, we've had Grammy nominated producers, uh, you know producers that have worked with uh, Puff Daddy and Eminem and uh, Beyonce and you know some of the biggest artists out there. Um, we've had smaller indie uh, artists, um, but that are still you know killing it. That are like on Spotify radar, for instance. Um, and we've had like up and coming indie record labels. Um, the commonality of all of these is that they, um, the person that has been engaged in using Reveal is the person that oversees the release of the content, right? And mm. what we're noticing is that there has been no solution out there uh, of, of a platform that makes releasing content in a professional way easier. Um, and so uh, that, that has been um, you know, that has been really sort of the, the, the common need that we've seen across these different types of, of, uh, of figures, of personas. Um, but uh, added to that, obviously, they're all early adopters, so they're very tech savvy. Uh, they're looking for new solutions. They have that openness of, of mind to be willing to try stuff. Um, mm -hmm. and they have a structure that allows them to take quick decisions, right? Um, and I think, you know, for, for any startup, that's crucial in the beginning. Um, you know, if you're going into really long sales cycles, that can be really problematic for a startup. And luckily, um, you know, we've identified uh, early adopters that can take a decision within a couple weeks of whether they want to start using a new solution or not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, the early adopters are the ones who use your product even before it's uh, like uh, ready. Probably, or, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, and how do you think uh, if, uh, what's the most uh, non, like what's the most, the most essential, but none of these need your product will fulfill. I mean, uh, what uh, emotions, impressions, and psychological impact that you're selling, basically? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um, and this is something that we learned, um, you know, along our journey. And the answer to that is something I, I did briefly mention earlier, but it's, it's the peace of mind. It's um, mm. the fact that we are actually, in a way, holding the hands of people releasing content and telling them, yes, you've done everything you need to do. Uh, you're, you're good to go. You can, you can release that song and, and have the certainty that you're going to, you know, be credited and paid properly because for so many creators, the, you know, these business tasks are, are really obscure. And so, and I remember when I started learning, you know, about the industry, I had to spend so much time online um, to try to find the information um, to make sure that I was signing the right contract or that I was, you know, putting the right information uh, in, in the sheets that we were, you know, putting out with the music, et cetera. Um, and so having 
having a you know a platform like ours that that takes away that doubt and that says, hey, this is exactly what you need right here, and this is what you're missing, and oh, you've done this, you're good to go, um, is is offering a lot of value to to these creators, um, and that's that's something that's been really uh, fantastic to to discover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, uh, you mentioned peace of mind, and where you like uh, you offering uh, you putting everything in a system that runs uh, yes, it's almost, with it's a almost, minimal effort. Yes, it's almost like we're offering a, a framework as well, you know, um, mm. because because there is a lot of uh, lack of knowledge around around the you know about how to release content professionally and what mm. what is required people think that you just create a song and you put the song out there but that's not how it works if you want to get paid and so there's a lot of lack of, of knowledge and in a way um, you know one of the these benefits that we didn't really realize was was so strong is the fact that we're we're building a framework so that creators can easily understand what needs to be done and uh, and whether they've done it right or not. Wait a moment. Maybe you are building accelerator. I mean, <laughs> so uh, people, uh, for example, I want to give the instance with the startups. Uh, uh, people with founders, uh, the mostly first-time founders mm-hmm. with uh, uh, limited knowledge about how to build their startups and. As you mentioned, they also think that uh, all I have to do is just write a code and that's it. So I have to right. just publish it and stop making money. <laughs> but right. things things are different. And so they don't realize this. And if they have the accelerator, the sort of a system where they could uh, like, um, uh, like steal the odds of success mm-hmm. uh, it, it, like uh, the odds of failure is high, odds of success is quite low. Yeah. But if you put them on the right system, the odds will increase. Odds of success will increase. So that's yeah. why uh, maybe, I, I mean, you're building sort of uh, accelerator. Yeah, it's, it's, look, it's a super interesting thought. I, I, never, I never really looked at it that way. But I think in a way you're, you're right where, um, you know, offering, offering that framework does accelerate a creator's business because, uh, because that peace of mind and and the time that we save them on on these tasks does you know allow them to uh, they do allow them to to spend more time on on growing their business right and so in that sense you're right it does accelerate a creator's business to use reveal basically accelerators what they do is that they tell you hey look at this focus on your cre- uh, creator part like building your business and uh, all the legal and uh, inc- uh, like uh, fundraising, uh, other uh, things, right? So accounting, other things will teach you, will help you with this process, basically. So you don't have to worry about this part, right? Uh, the parts which is non-unique part, like uh, the which is not uh, um, the core, which is not your core business. Mm-hmm. Like doing accounting is not your core business. Doing exactly. the tax exactly. is just not core business, right? Doing exactly. all the other paperwork is not core of your business. So, and in a sense, you also like if you are builder, if you're entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you're also creator. You're also like a musician, basically, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, you have absolutely. to focus on your creative part. So an accelerator, that what accelerator does, they, they tell you, hey, look at this. You don't have to 
worry that much about this because we give you all the tools necessary so that you can grow your business properly. It's exactly that, right? And we come back to this analogy with with Legoizing, you know, sort of uh, the the building blocks to a business, right? And and I have to tell you, like, as as an entrepreneur, you know, being able to incorporate through a platform like uh, Gust, right, or using Gusto for, for payroll has, has mm. made my life so much easier because I can focus on, on the vision, on hiring the right people, on selling, you know, to, to new users. Um, I can focus on the business, uh, on, on growing the business, really. And so you're right. That's exactly what we're doing for, for creators. Uh, we're, we're automating these uh, non-core tasks so that they can focus on on growing their business as a creator hmm. so you, it, it sort of uh, reminds me a self-driving car as well <laughs> i mean <laughs> like uh like i recently uh saw and one uh amazing product on product hunt so and i want to mention about this uh where um y- you uh like it reminds me for example I know that you're not offer such service, but I can say that uh, with what you're building now, you are able to do this as well. Like, let me explain. It's about uh, many creative people don't know properly managing their budgets. I mean, uh, if there will be a way to automatically uh, sort of put put their money on autopilot, so uh like their income savings taxes expenses like uh automatically so uh, they don't have to uh you know bother about this you already mentioned about tax part but i mean not just tax but yeah uh uh, like how to because financial uh, financial education is important but most of them don't have it so that you can do it with a technology a system to uh yeah Samanda, so you you might have to come join Reveal because it's something that we've been we've been talking about, um, mm. and and we you know with the team we're obviously very interested in you know facilitating um, payments between collaborators, managing production budgets, but then also on the creator side, managing their personal budget based on on their income and what they can expect. And we actually are on the verge of releasing a, a free, totally free tool um, that we're putting out there for music creators. It's, it's called the Royalty Locator. And basically what it allows creators to, to do is to, you know, tell based on how you contribute to music, which territory you're in, and what are some of your partners, we spit out a personalized report that tells them all the different types of royalties that they can collect and where they should be collecting them from. Um, And so we're starting to look at the, you know, sort of the payment side more and more um, and very interested in, in bringing some uh, automation and some clarity to creators around their different income streams and, and managing those, those income streams. So Mm. you're spot on. Um, and you know, if ever you want a new job, <laughs> come <laughs> write me an email. <laughs> All, right. All right, that's great. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm so excited to uh, know. Like, I see in action now 
how, why it's important to focus on some vertical. For example, you're focusing on the, the segment, the, 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 uh, the music creators, and you see the whole, the, the, the workflow, their workflow, you know, uh, yeah. from inside out their workflow and you're able to offer the valid proposition that's, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But, I mean. You know, what's really, what's, what's been really interesting for us is that we, we started with, with music, right? Um, mainly because that's where I come from and we have a lot of connections in the music industry. So it was kind of an easy uh, industry for us to, to penetrate. But uh, we were really surprised when our first, you know, a uh, couple of early uh, adopters asked us if they could use Reveal for video content. And what mm. we realized is that the same tasks that happen when you're creating music, whether they're around the creator credits or the copyright or the legal agreements between collaborators or the payments between collaborators, all of these tasks happen whether you're creating music or video or podcasts or you're on a photo shoot, or, you know, or even live performances, like all of that, um, these same sort of buckets, if you will, of administrative tasks reoccur. And so, um, so that really helped us, uh, you know, expand on our vision to say, okay, well, we want to automate paperwork for creators, not just in the music industry, but beyond as well. Um, mm -hmm. And so, so, you know, we're really excited about that, that potential. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, initially focusing on the music creators, I think gives you way more advantage than Absolutely. Uh, going to try to be uh, all things for all people. Right? Totally. So, yeah. And uh, also uh, when, when you cl clearly state uh, who you help to, uh, it's much easier to advertise and, uh, and uh, to, Really? Oh, the targeting, the targeting is, yeah. is much easier. And, um, mm. you know, and part of the way things work in the music industry, and I believe that's true in other creative spaces, is that uh, we've been, you know, lucky to have as early adopters some, some pretty big names. And so the day where we start opening the platform up, um, you know, we've got some great references, right, to say, well, hey, the producer of Puff Daddy is using Reveal. Uh, you should use reveal too, um, you know, and stuff like that. So working, working at the, at the top of the food chain, if I can say, uh, initially within a specific industry, being music to start with, um, is going to be very helpful as we, as we grow and, and scale up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically, uh, to gain them, like, uh, as you gain the momentum, uh, with uh, music creators, and then uh, you can think about how that could uh, you you can go to adjacent markets, right? So that's similar to the music creators. This is how actually the the Amazon started with books, yeah, right? And then sure. they went to adjacent markets. Yep. All right, that's great. And uh, and one of the things that's uh, for me really interesting, uh, we explored about. Uh, What's not going to change in the next ten years, and uh, like uh, now, well, like since we uh, we explored uh, other uh, perspectives, right? Mm -hmm. So about your vision, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and it's uh, much bigger than uh, uh, than right now. Mm -hmm. So uh, MVP small and vision big, right? Basically, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and which is great. And and now, uh, Hori saying now again, I want to give the same question. <laughs> like, let's mm -hmm. uh, explore once again. Uh, if uh, uh, things, for example, there's so much things can change uh, for the next ten years, but. Uh, if you rely on like we know about the the, the main uh, characteristics of uh, the creators, and uh, how do you think for them what's not going to change in the next ten years? Uh, if we put uh, ourselves in a, in a way that we take the whole workflow, like uh, their workflow. Mm -hmm. Like I, I want to ask in terms of the workflow, creators workflow. Okay. Uh, will there will be any dramatic change in this uh, in their workflow? Um. Yes, I think there will be. Um. And you know, one one of the uh, aspects that's started to to change already, and and I think will accelerate for creators is that they will no longer be creators in one specific, uh, you know, sort of medium or, you know, uh, or, or industry. And what I mean by that is that uh, we're going to see music creators becoming influencers and, and we're going to see, you know, video content creators uh, creating NFTs. Uh, and we're going to see, um, you know, whatever graphic designers starting to do, you know, like short video content. Like, so there's going to be uh, a diversification in terms of the content that creators uh, are, are putting out there. Um, and I think that's one of the, the major changes. And we're, we're already seeing it happen, but that's going to accelerate. Um, and so I think what will be interesting is to see how businesses like ours, um, but as well as all the other platforms out there, adapt to make sure that, um, that they can, you know, help creators around not just promoting their music or sharing their music to fans, but sharing their music and their videos and their NFTs and their, you know, merch and whatever it is. Um, and so I think that's one of the, one of the really interesting, uh, shifts that's happening from the perspective of a creator's workflow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So here, um, um, I see one thing that, uh, like after, uh, your thoughts, uh, another thought triggered now, mm -hmm. uh, about, uh, like since you collect the data, like a transactional data about yeah. creators, yeah. so for the next ten years, the amount of data only increase; it will not decrease. So Absolutely. that's for sure. And if we rely on that fact, then uh, it means uh, we uh, it's uh, possible to offer, like uh, I don't know, uh, uh, how their income will increase. Or recommend, recommendations of how they could increase, or yeah, uh, like I mean, analytical part of the stuff, you know. Yeah, no, you, you're spot on, and and um, there are so many uh, current issues 
specifically in the music industry around around data. Um, and I'll give you one example that um, you know, which is one that we we're tackling with Reveal. But there are you know approximately um, 60, 70 million uh, songs uh, out there right now. And we've estimated that probably over 75% of those songs have missing metadata, missing information uh, around who was involved in the creative process, right? Um, mm. That could mean missing credits. It could mean missing information on who are the copyright owners. Like, you know, there, there are different types of missing information. But the point being that, you know, if you want to use a smart speaker and ask a smart speaker to play only songs with uh, Jimi Hendrix on the guitar, not necessarily songs from Jimi Hendrix, but him on the guitar, most uh, services can't provide that um, or, you know, can't provide a response to that query because they have missing information on who the guitarists are on all the songs, right? Mm. So part of what we're doing is we're making sure that when a song is released, um, that information is there, right? And there are now we're at a stage where every single day there are 60,000 new songs that are being distributed, right? 60,000. Mm. New songs every single day, right? So within wow. four to five years, the whole global music catalog will have doubled, Right. Wow. And mm. uh, and in order to be able to, you know, allow, you know, AI to find the right songs uh, and in order to really be able to help discoverability, you need to have good metadata uh, on 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 for the songs that are out there. So that's that's really a problem that we have a very acute awareness of and that we're trying to solve a solution for, because. Um, you know, obviously we're getting closer and closer to, to a time where instead of, you know, opening your, your iPhone to click on which song you want to play, you just tell your smart speaker which song you want to play. And, and then maybe you really like a drum solo and you want to hear more, you know, songs with that drummer. And, and that information needs to be there in order to, to make that user experience really smooth uh, for people who are listening to music. So, um, so around the data, uh, you know, that's one uh, specific issue that we're that we're looking at very closely, and that uh, we hope Reveal will help uh, solve along the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a quite essential thing if we think in terms of defensibility of the project. Since uh, I, I like uh, if. Like uh, those, uh, like why it's uh, important. Like I believe that the technology uh, can help uh, you initially uh, to enter the market. It was kind of a unique value proposition, mm-hmm. and uh, and then uh, while the competitors are not there with your technology, you you have some time, but. Uh, but what's important is that you have to compete on long-term things, right? Absolutely. And long-term things are not technology uh, mm-hmm. most of the time. Is there, um, uh, like, if your product have a network effects element, some of the mm-hmm. parts of the network effects, or, um, or yep. uh, like, a vertical integration or uh, some 
other things. Yep. So uh, then, uh, or like uh, if you if build sort of the uh, something that can uh, make it cheaper, faster, better, right? Basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. Not, not like 10 times, right? So, and that, that can uh, happen only when you have uh, either you collected really critical data about the customers that will dramatically make the customer experience better than mm-hmm. uh, anyone uh, could do. Like, uh, yeah. or, uh, no, I mean, you're, you're, you're spot on. Yeah. And, you know, and um, we actually started Reveal um, with my co-founder with the idea of, of collecting better metadata. So data is very much at the, at the core of, of the value that Reveal creates, you know, as a business and for the industry as a whole. Obviously, we're building a platform, if you will, on the front end that creates value to creators and, and makes their business, uh, you know, smoother. And that's, that's a starting point for us. Um, and, and there are two ways that we think about building value for the business of Reveal through, through data. One of them is that, um, you know, because of the collaborative nature of content creation, um, we're seeing, for instance, on our platform, we're seeing that for every single song, um, a user invites four to five collaborators, right, onto a song. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a really strong uh, sort of viral potential with Reveal. And each time a new collab- collaborator comes, well, we're building up our database of creator information, right? And so, mm. so that's one of the you know, data elements, if you will, of the business. It's this database of creator, we call them internally creator IDs, um, but they're basically you know, profiles of creators with all their specific uh, information, identifiers, um, you know, et cetera. And then the second mm. part is, uh, is a database of, of songs and metadata associated to these songs, right? Uh, which is what I was referring to uh, before. Um, and so, so those two data plays are, are crucial to building, uh, you know, a long lasting business for, for Reveal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that uh, if you become like a, such a, uh, like a major player, then uh, you can open up even an API and charge for that as well. Like <laughs> that's that's a yeah. possibility. <laughs> that is a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and also it could uh, build uh, sort of the uh, the market authority that uh, you are the one who is powering the other products, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's uh, so exciting for me and. Uh, how do you think, uh, what do you believe? Like it's uh, one of the famous questions I think you already, maybe you saw about this question. Uh, what do you uh, believe that's true that few others do? Um, what do I believe that's true that few others do? Um <laughs> okay Uh, obviously it's it's okay uh not to answer maybe here (laughs) if you yeah it's uh it's quite difficult question actually yeah and 
and sometimes you know uh when uh when founders start sort of uh sort of crazy journey of uh, building their businesses uh they have sort of uh a conviction conviction about something that's true but few others notice it like uh, it's uh not so obvious because and and like people think the opposite is uh, is uh, true so and and you here you are you have a unique advantage if you leverage that insight maybe so yeah you so. know there, there's there's definitely an insight um that that we discovered early on and that i had um encountered i would say you know in my in my early days in the in the music industry and that is that um people think that getting paid for your work is the most important thing in the music industry and mm-hmm. when you're uh when you're you know sort of a up and coming artist uh or you're at the start of your career there is one thing that's more important than getting paid and that is getting credited um mm. and so credits are a form of currency for uh creators right um mm. it's how you build your career it's how you build your reputation and it's how you can get your next gig because you can say hey mm. look like i played the guitar on madonna's song so you know mm. i'm a badass guitarist and you should have me on your song right wow. uh, it's 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 a way you do that and so um keeping in mind that we can help creators make sure that they're credited properly on works and we can help you know people working on their songs make sure that they're giving that uh, acknowledgement and those flowers to the people that they work with um is super valuable to all parties involved but also it helps collaborators creators and their collaborators have a better relationship um and and so one of the things that that we're seeing is that reveal in a way makes it easier for creators to have these you know tough business discussions um and they can do it on the platform and it helps them maintain a better relationship um and so that's positive for you know professional development of of creators as well so so this concept of of credits as um as a currency i think is you know is one of the the unique insights that we've uh that we've uncovered mm that's why it's a project the domain name is .id right reveal.id yes. so the, the uh, I, uh yeah id is like uh, the the way you can credit them basically so exactly it's through that creator id right um that mm. uh, you know that profile that creators have on our platform that we can credit them properly um and so that's that's exactly how we started yeah Mm, so this is what you're revealing basically. That is what we're revealing. Who are <laughs> who are the collaborators, you know, who are the contributors um and how mm. how did they work together and and making sure that they're all identified properly and and um yep, yep. That is absolutely what uh reveal is revealing to the world. <laughs> wow. So now it's making more more sense to me your name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah really okay that's great so yeah I, i think that's amazing and uh you mentioned about crediting and i think it's true even for 
non-musicians, for example, researchers, right? So mm-hmm. uh, people, uh, they, they write their research papers, they publish them, and, and they, they have sort of called impact score or so, yeah. something like this. So uh, as more impact scores they have, their reputation among their peers will increase. And so and that, that will uh, help them to get uh, better mm. jobs, increase their uh, roles, right? So uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's great um, that you, uh, <laughs> something that uh, uh, quite unusual, of course, that uh, you thought about this part of your business. So also it, we can include this on the psychological uh, value proposition, right? You're right, because, absolutely. Uh, social validation stuff, right? Social proof stuff, basically. Mm-hmm. So yep. uh, they building their, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's exactly it, yeah. Oh, by the way, if you look from the perspective of fairness as well, like mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the day, uh, we we all have inside of us something like that fights for, fairness in the world right so we want for our rights this is my song right this is yeah uh, sort of uh, no no no, you're you're absolutely right and you know coming back to this idea of of what is changing in the industry um one thing that is is definitely changing uh is this idea of transparency and fairness the music industry was known and is still known quite frankly for you know these like black box concepts where royalties go into these black boxes and then you have no idea how that money is redistributed to creators and that and you will that, reveal that as well <laughs> and and we're absolutely hoping to 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 help fix that for sure um and that's changing right um it's changing throughout the whole supply chain there is there is uh i think now a, a more pressing desire to change it in part because creators are getting an upper hand on on the businesses that used to to be on you know in control um, because they have better choices and better alternatives now to to make a living uh, away from the traditional you know routes of going with a label or or going to a huge production house or whatever it is um, and so that's forcing these entities to make sure that uh, that they can provide value in a transparent way. Um, so I think that's a really good point that you bring up and definitely something that, that we see changing and that we're actively trying to be a part of in making sure that that data is available to um, enhance the transparency, you know, for instance, of royalty payments, but also simply around, uh, around contribution and and uh, being able to discover artists uh, that that collaborate and and take part in the creative process of of content. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned uh, uh, about um, like a de- like you, basically, I see that you as a you're revealing everything basically. So here, for, for <laughs> I don't them. know about everything, but definitely definitely some things. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, re- yeah, revealing uh, everything about music basically. <laughs> so uh, I want to know uh, whether you're interested to make it uh, tamper proof. So where, for example, uh, is uh, when I w- when you uh, revealed some critical information mm-hmm. uh, then uh, it's something uh, the I think the worthy of being uh, temper proved so where it 
will not be changed. So you put this on a database that's uh, mm -hmm. uh, sits forever without yeah. change. So, so you know, it, it you know, I I think you're you're um, steering me in the direction of of whether uh, blockchain might be part of our solution at some point. Um, mm -hmm. And and you know, the answer is is that we have definitely looked at blockchain as uh, as you know an interesting technology to help uh, to help do what we're doing. We actually, with my co-founder. Uh, before Reveal, uh, started a music blockchain company, which which didn't succeed. But one of the key learnings did put us on the track for Reveal. And one of the key learnings was was this issue around the the quality and the, the missing information uh, of or the missing metadata around songs, right? And so what we realized is that as as fantastic as blockchain is. And I see a lot of value in it in the music industry. If you don't have quality data to put on the blockchain, you're, you know, it's still garbage in, garbage out, right? And so mm -hmm. what we're looking to solve with Reveal is the garbage in issue. Um, and so we've had conversations actually with a variety of blockchain startups in, you know, specifically in the music space who are really interested in what we're doing because what these companies are doing is they're putting that information on blockchain, right? Those credits, that copyright information um, mm -hmm. on, onto, you know, the blockchain. Um, but they need to have a certain level of certainty around the quality of that data. And, uh, and that's what we, uh, you know, uh, come in. That's when we come in because we are capturing this information during the creative process from the source itself, the creators, you know, and the, and the copyright mm -hmm. owners. Um, and First so hand we, knowledge. Yeah, exactly. So we are um, definitely looking to be a source of truth. Now, whether we use the technology ourselves or partner with companies that, that leverage that technology uh, is, you know, is still to be determined. But I do believe that blockchain will have a huge role in making sure that that data flows through the value chain in uh, increasing transparency and uh, and in disintermediation for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, if you notice it, I started with since uh, you are revealing the truth, you're revealing the important um, yeah. part uh, like data uh, to your creators. Mm -hmm. So I mean, uh, since you're focused on the quality of your data, and uh, this is why I'm. I'm telling you mm -hmm. uh, when you have the right data, it's worse to be tamper proven. It's worse mm -hmm. to uh, set on uh, on stone, right? Mm -hmm. So, and uh, of course, if you start from the technology perspective, if you start like, hey, I want to do some sort of blockchain startup. Let's do the blockchain startup and let's start from the music industry. If you do such, if you start from that mindset, of course, that will definitely fail because you're trying to <laughs> put technology like uh, you want mm -hmm. to uh, use the technolo technology, specific technology, no yeah. matter of what. Yep. It doesn't matter whether it's a blockchain or it's a PostgreSQL or whatever yeah, yeah. Uh, technology. If you try to just to use this technology, no matter of what, of course, you will end up on failure. But since you're starting from the cust customer experience, you're starting from 
the yep. real pain of the customers, right? So you want to reveal important information. So with that in mind, if you're able to solve the problem of uh, data quality, then mm-hmm. it's worse to uh, put them on the blockchain because eventually I think at some point, some company will do it if you don't do that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, no, and, and, and that's, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely starting with, um, with that, that user pain point, right? Um, yeah. I, I believe strongly in, you know, in doing things that don't scale in the beginning. And, um, and we, you know, we have been focusing on, on building a solution for creators because we know that that's the best way to build a business that can capture proper data is if we can actually get creators to use our solution. Um, so, so that, that is very much the, the initial focus and, and, uh, and we're quite happy with the progress that we've been making on that front. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I see, uh, uh, like it's another question that comes like it's, uh, all of them are unscripted if you notice it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's totally fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so are uh, my answers. Oh, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, the thing is, um, and I, I'm trying to, uh, I see that uh, as since you are, uh, you add clear value for creators, then uh, there are other parts of the, uh, of like a market. For example, so people who use your product to automate their workflow and people who also in- engage with creators, like uh, I'm not talking about uh, their fans. I'm talking about uh, people who does business together with uh, creators, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, do, do, you uh, have a, do, you, do you have an example? I just want to make sure I, um, I understand who you're referring to. Uh, actually, I, I don't know anyone which I'm referring to. This, that's why I'm asking whether there's someone that creators have to interact uh, in order to, uh, you know, to better manage their businesses. Is there mm-hmm. a someone, uh, like maybe not everyone have that luxury, but uh, specific creators who have uh, sort of uh, people who help them to manage their businesses. Right. Um, I I think I think I understand your question, but um, but you know, let me know if I'm not going in in or responding sure. to what you're saying. But um, the way the way we see, you know, sort of the the segmentation, if you will, of creators is you have a huge, you know, portion of them the majority, the vast majority of creators who don't really have anyone to help them run their business. Um, And then you've got a small portion that have a manager, you know, that is dedicated Mm -hmm. to helping them run their business. And then you have an even smaller portion who might have a manager maybe and a lawyer, um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and and it sort of keeps going up like that, where at the very top, you have, you know, probably less than 1% of creators who are signed with the label, 
who are signed with a publisher, who have a manager, who have a lawyer, who basically have the full package of professionals around them helping with the business. Um, and at that point, those creators, they, they are the very few who have the true freedom to spend all of their time creating, right? Anyone, anyone below that is spending some amount of their time doing business, you know, administrative tasks that, um, that quite frankly, are not, you know, part of what they love to do or chose to do. Mm. Um, so that's that's how we sort of see uh, the segmentation. But but basically, uh, what it means is that from a volume perspective, you know, there are you know millions of creators who who have absolutely no one helping them with um, with these administrative and paperwork tasks. Um, I don't know if that answers your your question, but that's mm. how we look at the sure um, sure. Sure. Uh, I think maybe you noticed why I'm asking this question. <laughs> so uh, reason uh, I'm asking because I see the many uh, quite successful pattern of startups where they initially start as a tool, right? Mm -hmm. And they become a marketplaces, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, you're starting as a tool, like a, a workflow automation tool, right? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and there is a part of the, uh, the people who will uh, help them, for example, there is a specific things that cannot be just done by the tool. So there is some human factor needed, right? Yeah. So, and what I mean is that, uh, for example, uh, if you are a startup, for example, just imagine you're running your business. Yeah, of course, you don't have to imagine you're already <laughs> running. <laughs> so you're running your business, you're running your startup, and at some point, uh, at the beginning, you may not need the uh, help of the lawyer on yeah. a day-to-day -day basis, right? For sure. So no, no, I, 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 I for, totally get your point, yeah. You only need for uh, maybe uh, one-hour consultation, 30-minute consultation, maybe for once a month, something like this. Yeah. So in such case, uh, I mean, if in your platform, if I'm able to solve uh, most of my problems, administrative problems, then it means uh, you also can add value on top of that to help me to find someone yeah. who could help me with human factor part of the problem. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's very interesting. So we've been thinking about this specifically around the, um, I guess the the creative process, right? Um, you know, and when we look at a song, usually. You know, you sort of you're in the songwriting or the pre-production phase, and then you're in the production phase, and then you're in the mixing, and then the mastering, and then the distribution and registration of the song. And along that process, um, there are different, you know, services that you might need, uh, different people that you might want to uh, collaborate with. Um, and there is definitely a potential for a, you know, sort of marketplace type of play. Um, that is something that is sort of, you know, further down the road for us in terms of, a, of, of the roadmap, but very much something that we're aware of. And also something that does, um, you know, tailor more to that um, 
sort of, you know, bottom part of the segment that I was referring to of creators that don't necessarily have a team around them. Um, and, you know, we started working with more professional creators that have managers or even a, a record label. Um, but as we grow and as we go downstream to more independent solo creators, if you will, um, offering that type of marketplace uh, will become a lot more relevant. Um, so that, that is totally one potential growth area for, for Reveal. Um, one that, you know, we are keeping an eye out on, uh, but, um, but that has a lot of potential for sure. Yeah, that's great. So it's a uh, sort of uh, the questions are like, uh, like uh, I'm trying to be like ev evolutionary question, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, the question which is um, that uh, that has a potential to happen, you know, <laughs> like a great potential to happen, like uh, with uh, naturally, uh, it can naturally evolve over the time. You know what I mean? So yep. Because it has a potential, uh, you have that potential to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's um, it's you know, it's pretty straightforward for for some of these um, uh, opportunities to pop up. Let me give you an example. Um, through this concept of the creator ID, right, and this database of creators. Um, you know, it could be really easy for us to recommend, uh, let's say, a specific type of, of mixing engineer to, to someone that's working on a song. So if, you know, let's say you are, you're working on a song and you've started inputting information in Reveal. And mixing engineer, sorry. <laughs> yeah, a mixing engineer is, is, uh, is someone that uh, you give the song to and they, they work on the levels of each instrument and they do the mix um, so that the song is, is harmonious to listen to, you know? So it's, mm. it's, it's, part of, it's part of the creative process. But if I know that um, you're working on a, you know, let's say you're working on a pop song and, um, and you need a mixing engineer, uh, we have through our creator ID database, a list of mixing engineers that perhaps have worked with other pop artists. And so we can easily say, well, you know what, this, this person could be a really good fit for you to collaborate with on mixing mm. your song. Um, and also, and you know about their performance? Do you know about their performance? Do you have that ability to know about their performance? Like well, we, know, we, know, we know on what songs they worked on. And if we're plugged in to you know, usage data, because let's say at some point we get into, you know, collecting or centralizing income streams for creators and royalty streams. Well, then we know if a song is working well. And so we can say, well, this guy did a mix for this artist and clearly the song is a big hit. Um, wow. You know, he could be a great fit for you. Mm, that's the that's what the network effects will kick in. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and that's so why that that's great. why that's why we're really excited about this metric of the number of collaborators that are being invited 
per song per user, right? Which is currently on on our, you know, in our early adopter group, we're seeing that for each song, a user invites four to five collaborators. And that, you know, that's showing us that we have a really high potential to build this interesting and valuable database of creators. Um, and, and at some point, we will look to leverage that, um, you know, and in, in perhaps in some form of, of marketplace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to mention one important, uh, the clear distinction where uh, if you will start as a marketplace, this is what, could, what will happen. Uh, the, you will end up in chicken egg problem, right? So you will. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it's impossible if you don't have a critical mass that's that can uh, make the your platform valuable. Yep. So in your case, if you start from the tool that's so useful, I see it can be useful for for one player, one exactly. player mode. I can play as a one player mode. Yep. So and then uh, when you're able to capture the attention of massive amount of people on one player mode your game then you're able to make it multiplayer. Yep. No, no, you're spot on. And that's exactly why we started with automating, you know, this paperwork for creators because it's it's a solution that brings value to one or many, but at least, you know, one, um, but allows us to capture information for many um, and therefore helps us build a database which we can leverage to eventually go into multiplayer mode as you as you describe it right yeah so that's great <laughs> that's amazing yeah well, samandar i i i appreciate it was a fun conversation yeah. and i always enjoy yeah. you know uh talking yeah. about what we're doing um so yeah. yeah thanks for thanks for having me on yeah thank you for coming and uh, <laughs> yeah awesome so uh, if you have any questions, you can ask, like, let me uh, stop recording. Sure.